0: Hello. Hello. So I'm so excited. So hey, everybody, it is your favorite stylist. It is Melanie Day here with You've Got Curls and Hair Loss Center. And as always, sharing the right information and factual information about hair care, skin care, and living a healthier lifestyle. And on that note, have a very special guest today, um, Raven Bartleson. Hey, Raven. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Struggling a little bit with the allergies, but you know, that's just what we do here. (laughs) Yes. So I appreciate you so much um, for taking your time out because you're a very busy uh, student. And tell us a little bit about yourself and what your program is.
1: Yeah. So um, I am 23 years old from Lexington, Kentucky. I um, play sports my whole life, started out playing basketball, eventually went into volleyball, i uh, continued volleyball up until college, so I played at Northern Kentucky University. Okay. Um, I also graduated with a exercise science from there, or a bachelor's of exercise science. Um, I was one of those people that started out wanting to do, like, physical therapy, um, anything like that, but I was also a student athlete there on the volleyball team, so my athletic career also, like, sparked my um, passion for nutrition. Okay. So now I'm a dietetic student at the University of Kentucky and yeah I'm in my senior year so I'm super excited. Um, I start my internship next spring so I'm okay. close to
0: graduating. <laughs> yes so with, um, with the registered dietitian program like where do you see yourself with that?
1: Um, right now I hope to be like working clinical so I'm interested in like pediatric or oncology nutrition. Okay. Yeah. I love working with kids and I don't know. I know my passion is just helping other people. So,
0: yes. Well, we, we need more people like that. So that's really good. You mentioned that, um, what really got you interested in, um, health and nutrition was being a student athlete. So what were some of the the struggles or some of the things that you went through as, as being a student athlete?
1: Um, during my, or while being a student athlete, I was one of those people I struggled with disordered eating. Um, So I think that was like one of the biggest struggles for me. Um, I was one of those people that kind of went through it silently. Like I, my family kind of knew, but I never really like opened up about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it wasn't until after uh, my athletic career that I really like tapped into um, intuitive eating or just like, really like filling my body with what it needs. Um,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking notes when you're saying that. So for those of us, for those of those, for those, uh, individuals that are listening, um, what exactly is disordered eating? What do you mean by that?
1: Um, it could be like calorie counting, um, restrictive eating, um, could relate to body image and like, um, or like weight control, weight management behavior, stuff like that.
0: Okay, because I find like certain, my husband and I, we kind of talk about this all the time, that there's mm-hmm. certain sports that kind of create that atmosphere. really are, yeah. Yeah, so was that a thing for you with the sport?
1: Um, yeah, it was a little bit of like a sport-related pressure, I guess. Whenever you play a sport, you're like, oh, like I want to have a certain type of physique. So that kind of could really get into your head um yeah just okay. like the sport related pressures
0: yeah yeah okay yeah because I know this is um you know it can be kind of like a sensitive topic so yeah. especially and I'm I'm very happy that you're open about talking about it and sharing your experience because this is something that is needed yeah. there's a lot of people that struggle and like you said yourself kind of struggle in silence and especially when it comes to like um black and brown that is something that we hear in our community that like, well, we don't really have that issue.
1: Right, right. Right. Was that
0: something that you heard quite a bit?
1: Um, I don't, I think just, just like you said, like as being a black and brown, like we don't really struggle with that. So it's kind of like just put off into like put a set aside. I don't know, just really tapping into, I don't know. I feel like we struggle as well. So
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I intuitive eating, that is something that's kind of like um like a trendy, I don't want to say a trendy term, but I've heard it more and more. There was another um actually she was a um, massage therapist bodywork. Um, and that was something that she struggled with in her earlier years. And so she kind of got into coaching okay. and her coaching was uh, mindful eating. And what that meant and everything like that and just kind of tapping in into the intuitive side of eating so I appreciate you know you sharing that and then in regards to um your story as far as being with register of dietitian
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the oncology part that is that that is something that's very personal to me because there has been and there is individuals in my family that are currently going through cancer treatments and things like that and sometimes you know, they say that food is the best medicine. Yeah. Know. So with your, with your research with school, what have you seen with that?
1: Um, you know, I'm still kind of learning about the oncology nutrition. I haven't really done a lot of research on it. But just by like shadowing, like you said, your nutrition is so important at that time. Your body's going under like so much stress. So just really um, seeking out a dietitian, working with a dietitian uh, with your nutrition is important.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The conversation though, because sometimes it's um can correct me if I'm wrong, but when it comes to nutrition, a lot of western doctors aren't really taught about nutrition,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but factual or not so much.
1: Um uh, like what do you
0: mean? Sorry. Well, like in the sense of when it comes to health and nutrition, like right. from what I've heard, they don't get a lot of clinical hours when it comes to nutrition. It's more of like, oh yeah. we'll kind of push pills and do all this stuff. But sometimes things can be reversed with good nutrition, especially for taking certain medications.
1: Yeah, and I think that dietitians are definitely underlooked. Look, under underlooked, like um, just from learning in school, like we need more dietitians to speak up and um, just like really step in, in the healthcare field. Yeah. Really connect with other healthcare professionals and yeah.
0: So, what would you say the role of a dietitian would be? More of an advocate?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, we are like the nutrition expert experts, so we should have like the say when it comes to uh, their nutrition from day to day basis. Um, and yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So nutrition experts. So for a college student, because that's mm-hmm. what we're kind of focusing on today, and everyone talks about like the freshman 15, 20, 25. And sometimes it takes a while <laughs> for yeah. for that to, to kind of change.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, how would you what advice would you give to students that are, you know, freshmen or sophomore? What advice would you give to them as far as nutrition and just eating healthily?
1: Um, I would first say not to overcomplicate it. Um, so that means create a balanced meal. So protein, a carbohydrate, vegetable or color through your vegetables or fruit, and then a fat, um, don't think too much about it. And then I would also say to always pack a snack, um, are we as college students are always on the go. So having something in hand is also great. Um, and also staying hydrated throughout the day my water bottle is my best friend you saw it whenever I yeah on so staying hydrated um if you're like me and you are not a fan of thinking about where you're going to eat from day like I don't know from day to day maybe meal plan um I also know this helps save time and um save more money as well so
0: yeah okay But I wanted to kind of share, I'm going to share this, my screen, because this is where we got our topic. So this is you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I I love this photo of you, but it's food freedom is a form of self-care. So can you explain why you posted this and what went into your post when you did this?
1: Yes, absolutely. So just to be completely vulnerable, this was something, I guess, food freedom is something that I struggled with. Um, when eating out, I would think about like how to adjust a meal to become way more healthier or stay in a certain calorie range, too much energy to think about. So I just haven't really learned to like enjoy family time or friend time going out to eat and knowing that one meal isn't going to set you back from your tr- nutrition or fitness goals. Um, I think that when it comes to like, I think I said something about you're trusting your body so if you're going to eating out and you're already preparing yourself to eat a certain amount how can you ever learn to like trust your body listen to your hunger cue like hunger cues or like your fullness so that's what i really meant by that post okay yeah.
0: yeah i love that food freedom is a form of self-care because everybody is on this self-care kick right now yes and self-care is different for for different people right and I, I love this thought, food freedom is a form of self-care. Now I do know, like for myself, mm-hmm. um, when I do eat certain foods, you do kind of, it is, you know, sometimes you might have like a different taste in your mouth, like when yeah. you're, when you're full
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> or it's just, you know, it's just like, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, your body just kind of tells you like, Hey, we're done. We don't, yeah. we don't eat anymore. Um, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't, or food doesn't taste the same. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. If you, Yeah. That's true.
0: Yeah, food doesn't taste the same anymore. So what else would you share with your fellow undergraduate students or just you know students in general? Like advice tips. Yeah. Like, um, if you, like if you were if you were talking to like a 16, 18 year old raven, like what would you tell her?
1: Um, not nutrition or fitness related. I would say to just be yourself. Uh, not to worry about what other people think of you, um, that there's so much beauty in like finding your own passion and dreams So and running with it. So I would definitely say that um, someone is always going to have something to say, regardless of what you do. So like my mom says, whatever brings you peace, do it. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then um, nutrition wise, I would say that the scale doesn't define your worth. Um, I think that we live in a society that like glorifies smaller bodies, so I just would say like just embrace um, or try to accept your body for what it is and embrace the changes. Um, Health to me like doesn't mean have anything to do with weight. Uh, For me it's more like your mental health, physical health, how I'm feeling myself from day to day, do I have healthy relationships with friends and family, so
0: yeah. Those are all good pieces. We're going to have to, um, <laughs> well, these are nice quotes. Yeah. It doesn't define your worth, embrace the changes, uh, mental health. I love all of that because I think recently in the news, they were talking about the BMI, the BMI chart. Oh, I wish I would go away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what that means. And, you know, it's like for a lot of us, And you can give me the rundown on it because I don't know all the tech, the technical terms behind it. But basically, if you were to go to the doctor and they're measuring you based on your weight, your height, and all of that, you would always fall in the or individual like you. I would fall in a range that was like, oh, well, I'm overweight, Mm -hmm. and then in reality, I'm not. Yeah. Explain what the BMI chart is.
1: Um, So the BMI chart puts you in a category based on your weight. Um, so there's underweight, normal, overweight, obese, whatever that means, mm-hmm. but I just think it is just something that should be just gone. I, don't, I doubt that it ever will be, but anyone, I don't know. There's so many things that could go into your weight. Um, if you have more muscle mass or,
0: right. I don't know, it just doesn't tell you your health to me. Right. And yeah. you said something interesting about muscle mass. So yeah. Um, you know, there's been a lot of sporting events. Obviously, you know, Serena is queen. Oh, She's absolutely. A queen. she is the goat of a lot of things. And so I've been watching her um her last few games uh with the US Open. Pure muscle, pure muscle, right? Right. And I didn't realize that when you have a lot of muscle in your system, it can also affect your Cretantin levels. Hmm. Did not know that you know did not
1: know
0: either. yeah yeah I did not know that either because it's like um or and that's just because the personal experiences that I know of right but it's interesting like when you go to the doctor and you have these conversations and so you're like hey yeah you know I'm working out I'm doing this I'm taking this supplement that supplement okay well you know that can have certain reactions with your mm-hmm. body or your body is filtering certain things right. out through your kidneys or your liver. Mm-hmm. So with a lot of podcasts, um, that I've been listening to recently, a lot of athletes are kind of like you, like they're really in tune to their bodies mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, taking different, not, I don't want to say taking different things, but they're, um, they're doing different approaches when it comes to their health.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that the going back to like the weight, um, whenever you go to the doctor, BMI, I think that we should be able to decide like, Hey, I don't want my weight taken. Like, I'm not here for you to take my weight. I'm here for maybe something else. Cause then it becomes a weight centered, like appointment. And
0: I don't know. Is that a thing? Can you ask them not to take your weight? I don't know. I'm just thinking about that. (laughs) Okay.
1: I think that in school, I learned that it is like, it can be a topic of discussion or some hospital or some, in some States, like they're trying to push for that or something like that. Really? But yeah.
0: Cause that is the first thing that they start you out with is like, well, yeah. get on the scale, you know, make sure you don't have any extra baggage with you. And it's right. in kilograms a lot of times. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I don't know how to convert. <laughs> I don't know metric. <laughs> Right. Because right. we don't do metrics here in the in, in, in U.S. Everybody else does except for Americans. Mm-hmm. So I have to try to convert the, the grams or kilograms. And then I'm like, oh, well, it's completely different than what it was when I was at home. Yeah, exactly. I just think, yeah. yeah. Huh. That's a good point. That, that And once again, I think that makes me think about being an advocate for yourself mm-hmm. and Absolutely. knowing the rules to break the rules type of thing. Um, what's allowed what's not allowed the, like it what what does it matter if you know my weight right is it,
1: yeah
0: oh, huh? especially as
1: like black and brown, like you said, like be an advocate for yourself,
0: yeah, you know, ask more questions whenever you have an appointment, yeah, and a lot of times like when you see someone in a white coat, it could be intimidating, yeah, you know because you guys go to school for a long time, yeah you know? <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, yeah, you do. You've been in <laughs> school for a very long time, and you know a lot of things. And so sometimes it could be intimidating mm-hmm. sitting in an office, and you don't always know the questions to ask. Yeah. So as a student, that's maybe on campus or that's in school, that goes to the clinic, or you know, goes to a doctor. How can they be an advocate for themselves?
1: Um, like I said, ask questions. That's like. I don't know if you if it's on you, there's no such thing as a dumb question I feel like when it comes to having an appointment um what type of question should they ask I It just I don't know it depends on like what they what their appointment is for or is there someone like, else that I can go see like
0: yeah if it's like their first appointment and you know maybe they're you know just trying to have like their first physical or something like that. And they didn't know that they say like, for instance, um, someone who's diabetic, Mm -hmm. you know, they might be type one or type two diabetic, probably more than likely type one if they're in college, type one diabetic. um, We know that's usually genetic or autoimmune related sometimes. So what in nutrition that, and that's another part, I have a family full of diabetics and it's very food centric. Mm -hmm you know, it's obsessive sometimes because while you're eating, you're thinking about your next meal.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Definitely. So, when, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. When diabetic consistent meals throughout the day. Um, you do not, I think the biggest thing I hear with diabetics is that you have to cut out carbs. No, that's not true. Okay.
0: Let's talk on it. Speak on no, it. You
1: don't have to cut out carbs. You just what? have to have a consistent amount throughout the, or like a consistent amount throughout the day so or throughout each meal so that means that for breakfast you don't want to have like be very high carb and then your next meal like low carb your blood sugar is dropping up and down so each meal just needs to have a consistent amount of servings
0: okay it does and like i said this is very personal to me because i do have a lot of family members that have you know type 2 and type 1 diabetes and so Seen it firsthand because the emotional struggles, because it, it affects you psychologically because yeah. your, 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 your mood swings are up and down because of the, sh- the sugar levels. Right. Cause I know like for me, like with some friends and family that, you know, that I have was, it's, pr- it's really stressful to think about the carbs. Like you go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. can I look at your menu please? Okay. Let me see how many grams this is you're going out to Gold star to mcdonald's or something you're a kid and you're with your friends and that's like the last thing you want to do right think about like how many how much do i need for the day um do they talk about that in school or i don't know if you've touched on it yet but how to make it the process a little bit easier
1: um i guess when you're going out to eat maybe still focus on or just focus on like the like balance I guess you can't really do that Diane maybe the type of carb that you're choosing like more whole grains um or like fruits and vegetables just like just focus on the basics
0: I guess so basics would be like um fruits and veggies yeah some fruits have high sugar have a high like have a higher sugar content like an apple like a red apple
1: right so I know like a serving for a diabetic someone who has diabetes is like a small apple or half of a banana it just depends on like your calorie range throughout the day
0: okay yeah
1: when it comes to fruit like yeah
0: yeah there's a lot to learn And and that's what makes it hard
1: yeah now I'm interested in learning more about
0: Diabetes. Yeah, see, I'm getting the wheels turning. I mean, it's especially at UK. They have the whole um, um, I forget the name of that branch mm-hmm. there in UK just for diabetes studies, right? Um, okay. But it's a barns barnstable, I think ah. barnstables research. But yeah, because it is something, and you think about it, it's just like sometimes, like your body metabolizes food so quickly mm-hmm. or like you ate something and you got that itis and then itis hitching you, you just out you know you're out oh like yeah <laughs> an like your sugar your blood sugar drops and so you're just like oh, oh, yeah. I'm so tired or you become hangry me it's like like I said earlier it's like I promise I ate but I yeah. was sleepy. I'm like oh my goodness like I I had like a five ounce piece of salmon and some rice you yeah. know and a tomato yeah so I should be fine
1: yeah I think um uh, I think I've learn something like if after you eat a meal try like a little digestive walk
0: outside that's probably what I should have done because I just sat on the couch (laughs) that's normally me too yeah that's a good point okay so uh, saying that that makes me think about different cultures right yeah Americans are pretty sedentary by nature but when you look at other cultures I think of like Asian cultures maybe like Yeah. Like Western European, Eastern European. I know my neighbor um, is, is an older Asian lady and I usually see her doing her stretches or doing like, um, like a squat, like an Asian squat, you know, I'm just like, when she's older. I'm like, wow, that is fascinating. And mm-hmm. there's so much that we can learn from each other cultures, mm-hmm. um, you know, just moving and the power of stretching and what that does. Yeah. You know, cause our is meant to move.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people have been like learning that walking is just a great way to move your body.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. A lot of people talking about their little hot girl walks.
0: I haven't heard that one. Okay, hot girl walks. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's a lot there's a lot. Um, before we wrap it up, Raven, I wanted to say, well, I actually wanted to get your thought on this. And I think you kind of touched on it earlier. Um, with students, you all live a very busy life, mm-hmm. and sometimes convenience is a lot easier um, as far as just going to Chipotle or, you know, McDonald's or whatever and picking up something. But as a student, budget is also a factor, too. So, where can students find if they, or wanting to shop for themselves, what are some good places where they can good, find quality food that's not expensive that they can make at home? Um,
1: I would first say to like, I don't know, I'm a person that like will look up the sales at different grocery stores. So maybe start there. So, and this might mean you might have to go to more than one grocery store, um, but I would suggest Kroger, can never go wrong with Kroger. Really? Really? um Trader Joe's I don't I'm a huge Love Trader, Trader, Trader
0: Joe's fan.
1: <laughs> yeah definitely a Trader Joe's fan um Aldi. do you have what are we saying Aldi's yeah oh yeah Aldi's yep Aldi's um I can't think Walmart you can go to Walmart yeah. and find like I don't know affordable healthy foods yeah Girls. i mean whole Foods. some people say that they can find reasonable stuff at whole foods but i i don't know i
0: say whole foods whole paycheck yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i could buy two things and it would be i don't
0: know but, yeah like,
1: yeah no all these kroger trader joe's trader joe's has all the i'm always in there just for self-care
0: yeah yeah i love that's that's okay those are good places so for those of you that are listening and you're trying to find places to go grocery shop that have good quality food um that are reasonably priced trader joe's is a great option because they have a lot of organic things as well um aldi's is another excellent option they're you know it's really good kroger's like raven said you just want to get your coupons and kind of um do things Uh, that way and don't forget walmart walmart's awesome good stores walmart meyer
1: can yeah can't leave out meyer
0: (laughs) yeah meyer yeah so all these places you can find something and like it doesn't have to be perfect but just get started Mm -hmm. um so but thank you so much for being on here with us today and for those who want to find you like how can they contact you if they have questions um while on campus about nutrition
1: yeah, my Instagram name I'm growing or trying to grow, so it's simply nourished underscore raven.
0: So we'll do the simply nourished, um, yeah, okay, yeah,
1: so yeah. they can
0: find you on social media, right? Yes, absolutely, okay, yeah, guess? and then, um, at nourished fit, um, underscore raven is your other, um, is that on Facebook? No, so I actually changed my name <laughs> because. Oh. I
1: wanted to like focus, I want to be able to focus on. I love fitness, um, but I know that I'm passionate about nutrition and wanting to help other people with that. Mm-hmm. So I think that just combining it both was a little bit much for me. So oh, I changed
0: okay. it to simply nourish underscore raven. Oh, I like that. Simple, yeah. okay. So once <laughs> those that are listening that are watching, catch this on a replay. Um, you can find Raven on social media on Instagram at simply nourished underscore Raven, mm-hmm. R-A-V-E-N Raven. And yeah, make sure you follow her on social media, follow her um, Instagram page, and then also her journey while she is finishing up her dietetic schools, which I'm excited and really proud of her for doing that. So mm-hmm. this is going to be a fun journey to follow thank you yeah yeah all right so thank you all for uh for listening and for watching and also this is another benefit of being a part of our in living curls hair care community not only do we talk about hair care but we also talk about things that relate to our overall um, health um, our mental health, our physical health, and then also everything else that goes with it. So I am your favorite stylist, Melanie Day with You've Got Curls and Hair Loss Center. Thank you so much. And because sharing is caring, please share this with your friends and family. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah. Bye.